Well, he's wearing this kilt, he's wearing this drug rug, and he's wearing a Trojan helmet. He's like a drunk that's trying to piece together a Halloween costume. I'd have taken some milk from that gal. Sex in the mouth. Yeah. I'm horny for clothesline. Here's the deal, Lucille. Shined it up real nice. Shined it up real, turns it vertically, and shoves it right in his dick. Give it to me. Two things. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you hard right in the mouth. First thing. Take it easy there. The more you tell me to take it easy, the harder it's going to get. All right? Oh, yeah. So what if instead of a pie in the sky, you call it the Crotchkin Rana? Supposed to be taking on the Macho Man, but he's been kidnapped. God, buttfuckers. What do you want me to do? Uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, I like to watch him be us. I don't want to see him taking that peace. But we can get together and listen to some chaos. It's what, the what? fucking Macho Man. It's the fucking Macho Man. Daddy. What do you want me to do? To put your hands together and make a puss trick. She goes, what happened there? Did somebody poop on the tarmac? <laughs> he looks like a fucking jackass. He isn't one fucking half percent of what Johnny Bad is, and you know that. Is that Vicky Guerrera? And you got him two on one the entire time. Oh, yeah. My pants got shorter when I saw those guys walking out together. Daddy, what do you want me to do? Kick his dick off! You're the fucking macho man! Do a headstand, and I'll just stand on your narts. One big load distraction. Let me tell you something. It all sucks. Eddie! Am I supposed to slide one in there? <sighs> slap Jeff around like a little bitch? What did he do with the driver? In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Girl Brain Wrestling Podcast presents... You're of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Handsome Kevin. Oh, yeah. Doing a mouse. Yeah, Kevin Rogue over there, he's doing a, uh, how you doing, a, a breaststroke? Nah, man, this is my sexy dance. This is making me want to, make you want to sex. I want to, I want to talk about a pay-per-view here, man. Oh, my, 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 my bad. <laughs> so, uh, I thought, I thought you wanted to do a little sex. <laughs> do a little sex in the mouth. Yeah. But we can talk about Turning Point, man. It's cool. <laughs> All right, man. Well, today we're going to cover TNA Turning Point 2004, Destiny Awaits. Destiny Awaits, your mouth. <laughs> this son of a bitch took place December 5th, 2004, live from the Impact Zone. Right off the bat, man. Okay, we got a guy with the voice, right? Good start. Right. And then we get taken to a world where uh, the Outsiders and Double J are they're rolling in a Cadillac. <laughs> right? No, they're not. <laughs> that looked like a Cadillac to me, man. No, but what I'm saying, they're not rolling, man. This whole thing sucked. I hated it. I hated it, man. They got these weird, like, plastic hair pieces on. And it's if you'll notice... Bad. If you'll notice while they're like while Jeff Jarrett's driving or anybody's driving, because they switch positions every now and again. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But like the yeah, <laughs> like the, the the way you like act driving or the way that they're acting like they're driving is horrible because they keep on like moving the wheel around and nobody fucking drives like that. Nobody like takes the wheel and goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's fuck, man. This is one of the worst opens i can remember a wrestling for a wrestling pay-per-view like easily it's pretty bad 
So they're the kings of wrestling, and they're I guess they're making Elvis references. I like the king, right? Yeah, fan king of the king, guy. fan of wrestling. Yeah. yeah, fan of both. You would think this would be a you know it's going to hit, but it doesn't. Well, it, it kind of did when the honky honky tonk man did it. What do you think the honky tonk has to say about this? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. I don't think that he would say much about it. Also, the I I thought the intro was comically bad because whatever so the main event tonight is going to be those kings of wrestling you know nwo 2000 whatever they are against aj styles jeff hardy and the macho man he's got lust in his eyes so whenever the macho or hardy or styles says anything there's like this majestic string quartet playing (laughs) and then it cuts over to the kings of wrestling and they're listening to this grungy rock and roll, and there's, you know, police sirens in the back. Right. Well, it's probably because they, they heard Scott might be driving. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, surprised with Scott Hall. He, he We'll get to him a little later, but he, you know, he made it down to the match without incident. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about this open, because it was, it was horrible. We've, we've already spent too much time on it. The very last thing they do is they all laugh like this. <laughs> Fuck, man. Because <laughs> we are the kings of wrestling. <laughs> it's bad. Do you blame uh, DOA Dusty Rhodes for this? Could be. Yeah. Uh, Could be a DOA Dusty situation. I'll uh, see Dusty later. Let's get into this thing, huh? Leave that intro in the in the rear view. Today welcomes us, and there's a whole shitload of pyro. I could probably save some of that for the action later, but... Yeah. Uh, Don West has got uh, black silk on a red silk tie. Looking a little more professional. Looks, it looks much better, yeah. Still silk on silk, so I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not going to go to an orgy buffet, but it, it, it looks a little bit more professional. Is that his? Uh, is that his look? The silk? You think? Yeah, he's a silkman. Yeah, a silker. Silky smooth. I mean, you got to be to sell those products, right? Right. Come on down to buy all these coins. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a preview of some of the shit happening today, and then we're sent out to what? It's our pl- favorite plot device. A it's limousine. a mysterious limousine. <laughs> Who knows what's in there? What's do in there, have, man? Do they have the door? Is the door in the limousine? Is the master in the limousine? Oh, that'd be something. Is is Kona Crush in the limousine? Why don't you tell us what's actually in the limousine here? Uh, I Vince McMahon and Triple H imposter. <laughs> So, like going back to the last the last uh, show we we took in was at uh, Victory Road, poking fun at at the WWE like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make here. any sense. Uh, is that is an imposter upping the ante? Rather than just saying that you know Vince better watch out, they I don't think that this did anything for anything really. No, just I made mean, me cringe it, a little bit. Like it was probably supposed to be funny, right? They were making fun of Vince in the game, right? Yeah, in the game, but it wasn't very funny. So yeah, we got a BS playing the role of mankind essentially with the with the 
balloons and somebody with the towel over their head and the sledgehammer being the game. And it's not the last we're going to see this running skit. I tried, the tapes. I tried to get to the bottom of that. Uh, the tapes? I I don't know. We're going to see the tape later. I don't even know what the tape is, really. But I don't know what the tape is. Uh, we're going to start this sucker off with Team Canada taking on three live crew. And kind of a rematch from our first show, except the champions of the crew are applying the free bird rule. So yeah. I got to ask you here. So they three live crew, they come out to this, you know, high energy rap tune. K-Quick and the Road Dog are exchanging rhymes. Our truth he moves like a fucking gazelle. He's something else. <laughs> yeah, he does. But when uh, Mr. James gets on the old mic and talks about the old school poo-poo. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, I mean, he's he's a good What's... talker. He could do better than that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's pay-per-view, so you can just say shit. Right? You can just say that. Ask Brucey. Yeah, I mean, he that's, loves saying shit. That's his favorite. His favorite, yeah. Uh, him doing, uh, he did uh, Conan's, you know, Reba <laughs> Balassa. Then he went into his shtick. It was weird to see or hear him deliver that. It was... <sighs> the thing about it is, is that at a certain point, you have to move on. Right? Like, he's... he's uh, he d- he did what works, right? But like you got to find another thing that works, right? You got to find a new thing that works, because there's not much tread left on those tires at this point. Like now he can do it because it's a nostalgia act, but at the time it wasn't a nostalgia act. It was just you know yesterday's stuff. I agree. I mean the crowd's still up for him again for the second show in a row. Here we got a lot of a lot of good wrestling fans in the crowd, which is nice. Wow. So Team Canada. This gimmick seems to have transferred seamlessly between the last two seasons, <laughs> just with all different guys. <laughs> yeah. You take this Team Canada or last season's? Well, I think it's hard to say that I would ever take anything Dying Days WCW over, I mean, anything. But Dying Days WCW Team Canada did have Major Guns and Lance Storm. Right. So, I mean, how do you... How do you not? Would you trade a, uh, you know, a P.D. Williams for a Lance Storm? Yes. I would also trade the big load for uh, for major guns. <laughs> <laughs> Good trade. She could take a major load, too. <laughs> <laughs> so they do, uh, the, the crew, early on, they do the tag team leg drop to the Nards in the style of a doodly boy's wazah. Yeah. It's pretty I good. I kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. Anytime you can mix in, like, if you can be creative with your different uh, variations of, uh, of plows and kicks of the ding-dings and, you know, uh, Jenny's jabs and all that kind of, like, whatever. If you can get creative with it, I'm usually on board. And this is kind of a fun little creative, uh, creative way. Yeah, Bobby Roode's really looking good, bumping his ass off in this one. And uh, speaking of creative, I didn't quite – so Road Dog and Quick, they get uh, they get all pumped up and they're dancing, right? Mm-hmm. Like they like to do, you know, fun-loving guys. And then they hold hands and do like a worm thing. Yeah. But this like didn't really have any effect. 
wasn't really a worm. It was like the like with their arms. Yeah, you would yeah. think they were led into something, but they just did that. And then they like went their separate ways. Well, it's a show of unity, man. I I suppose. You know, I mean, at a... least while you're still holding hands, double clothesline. Come on. Okay. Yeah, you could you could probably incorporate that, but I mean, at the time they were just showing everybody, you know, we're together. I got gotcha. you. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of side of unity. Big old USA chance throughout this one. So, is Young hurt, you think? Because Rude pretty much takes all of the punishment in this one. Well, I mean, the the leg drop was to, to EY's crank. So he took you think that. that's all he could take? I mean, maybe, maybe. Made a deal, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Road Dog did the shuffle punches, and I wanted to... Those still work. Like, no matter what, those punches will always work. Right. You know, it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of a, it seems like a little bit of a tribute to Dusty. Uh, I don't think EY is, you know, necessarily hurt. I just think that, you know, it's time for, it's, it's time for Mr. Root to get his. EY does, he's, he does a flare kind of spot where he, he does the old flip into the corner and then gets booted. But meanwhile, the crew had a tandem move to put away Rude. And then the big fella. Interferes breaking up that count. <laughs> yeah, the load gets in there. <laughs> the big load. Get in there, load. <laughs> <laughs> and then who is this guy? Somebody shows up with the hockey stick, breaks over the back of the crew, and uh, Team Canada regains the titles. I didn't recognize that guy. Uh, Divine. See, uh, see a stud. See a no, dud? no. I mean, he. I think he was part of Team Canada before this. Maybe he was returning to Team Canada. So I just made it seem like, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly familiar with, uh, with one divine. Uh, what do you think of this first match here? It was fine. It was, uh, no, it wasn't bad. It was, uh, I think it was an adequate opener, but I mean, it was a tag team title match. Like I, I just, I never really like when they open with the title match. So it was, but it was, it was, it was an easy watch. It was easy to digest, easy to watch. We're sent back to the Duggler. Former franchise, he's back there with the DOA, Dusty Rhodes. Tells us this is the most electrifying night in television, pay-per-view, in public. He talks about the star-studded six-man later on. <laughs> he says fans have been asking the internet like it's a crazy machine. <laughs> and we have we have to show the tape from Cookie Gate. So Cookie Gate, <laughs> that's apparently what we're what we're going with with the federation here okay uh talks about the, the limo from up north coming into the parking lot so at this point i write there's some sort of a storyline here that i'm not aware of <laughs> <laughs> you got anything cookie gate uh, no i got nothing on cookie gate man I, it seems pretty damn silly but yeah i mean the dream wraps it up. He says, if you want to come and get it, you know what I'm saying. I don't know what he's saying, really, but. Yeah, I'm not really sure there. What if you want what? A cookie? Everybody likes a cookie, man. Yeah, man. Everybody does like a cookie. That's nice, then. That's a nice gesture. All right, all right. Next up, we get a package. 
where we get to, get to see uh, Kid Cash's dastardly deeds from last month. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, can you believe this? What? So you remember the the X Division match from the first show? Yes. You said the three guys that stick out to me are Sanjay Dutt, Hector Garza, and Sony Siaki. Yeah. And they're all on, t- all on team here. Ah, I know, man. My 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 pants got shorter when I saw those guys walking out together. This must be a cream dream for you. Yeah, it was good. Uh, they're going against uh, Cash, Kaz, and Shane. So I will tell you this. Uh, last time you asked me if uh, he actually was Shawn Michaels' cousin. And I, you know, yep. I kind of told you it wasn't really not inconclusive. It might be just a sell job. Uh, so Mickwalkie Tom reached out and he said, I don't want to be that guy. But he is, in fact, Shawn Michaels' cousin. So he's a hickey bottom, you suppose? Yeah, he's a hickey bottom. This is a classic battle of respect here between, well, we got Kid Cash and uh, Hickey Bottom and Kazarian. Uh, Sonjay. Uh, is it Sonjay or Sanjay? Sanjay. 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 You got a beef with Mr. Kid Cash, and Kid Cash is. He's rocking braided hair this time, which... Not a good look. Yeah. The Elves team spends a lot of time talking about the coconut and also about the footage that's going to be played later. Like, this kind of reminded me of WCW a little bit. You know, where there's, there's a match going on right in front of them and they're talking about something <laughs> I don't care about. Something else, yeah. <laughs> the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sanjay and Cash, they had a really good back and forth. Like it was, it was a pretty like entertaining back and forth that they were working uh, in the beginning of this match. I really enjoyed what they were doing, and then I noticed uh, Garza's trunks. Did they not look like they were taken right out of Triple H's uh, gear bag? It looked like he had Triple H's trunks on. Man, what the fuck is that all about? They looked like they had like the Triple H emblem on the dick. Oh yeah, I just noticed he didn't have a mustache this time. Hey, you, where did the mustache go? (laughs) (laughs) He's not as impressive without the mustache, I got to say. He came through, kicked ass last time around. But I do like this, uh, you know, this combo platter of these three guys. Your guy, Sanjay, gets thrown up way up in the air. Does a big old, whatever you'd call that, springboard assisted hurricane rana. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, throw the throw the player from the Himalaya way up in the sky. We see a couple of like old school uh, wrestling tactics in this show, which I kind of like. That you didn't really didn't really see in any of the seasons that we've done so far. Uh, just simple little things like the making the tag noise when the ref is his back <laughs> <Yeah>. is turned. <laughs> Fucking classic. It's cool to see classic heel Work, move. Working the arm right. Oh, yeah. They worked the shit out of his arm. Garza, when he finally gets in there, I counted him. He hit six clotheslines in a row, followed by a huge moonsault. That's a pretty moonsault. He's, he's got a really good moonsault. Six clotheslines in a row is pretty goddamn good. <laughs> I got, that's, I, that's, that's accuracy. I mean, they would have kept getting up. He would have probably kept, kept giving it to him. How many clotheslines in a row is too many? I think six is 
I don't know. It depends on how many guys you're you're dealing with, right? Six worked yeah. out nice because it was you know two of each, right? I was just thinking because like you hit six, right? And that's pretty cool. But then you hit nine, right? And that's nine's pretty cool. Twelve seems like you're like, all right, we've seen enough clotheslines. But then if he gets to fifteen, it's like, holy shit, how many clotheslines can he do? Like, what if he got up to like twenty four clotheslines, right? Oh man, that'd be something else. Right, it kind of breaks that. Like, you got to get you get past that point of it's like, okay, we've seen enough clotheslines to you got to get to the holy shit, how many clotheslines? <laughs> I'm horny for clotheslines. It's like a Lenny Lane suplex. Yeah, it is. Or like uh, a spot you never really see is anybody going for more than a ten in a corner. Wouldn't that be right. something? The guy just cool. went for like fifty. Yeah, it'd be pretty rad. Should be taking notes here, man. That'd be a good spot. I got my notebook. All right. So Sanjay has one more big old spot where he does a big uh, flying man to the outside. And then the lady. Good looking lady on the outside there. Hey there, lady. So she She hits what they call a pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. <laughs> pie in the sky. It's pussy to the face. <laughs> right. Pie in the sky. They're dressing it up. <laughs> Today getting cute. Golly. So the Garza hits a tornado twisting flying corkscrew plonja splash. And they get the victory. What if, what if instead of a pie in the sky, you call it the crotch can rana? Uh, the crotch can rana. I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking pie in the sky kind of sucks. You got a little laugh out of it. Yeah, I it's got to be a rusi. Pie in the sky is a rusi. Probably. All right. I'll let it slide then. So it's you sh- guys, the uh, the Garza, the Sanjay, and Siaki are victorious. So let me ask you this. Got it. You don't like the trios. No. However, six sides. Right. Wherever a trio's title or division, this would be the spot, right? No. Come on. I'm not going to come on. I ain't going to do it, man. What a trios guy. Like, and see this. So this isn't like a trios division. This is just a, this is just six man tag. I'm okay with the six-man tag. Having, no, an, entire, having no. an entire trios division is ridiculous. Okay. Well, you know, I was just thinking the, uh, you know, kind of deal with the X division is, you know, these guys are all X division guys. Kind of like what we saw last time with the Cruiserweight title, Cruiserweight right. tag title. Yeah. Like these guys aren't going to get a tag team title shot, you know? Right. And I just figured the math made sense with the six sides, you know? Figured that might justify. Six sides. Six sides. Trio six sides. Six man tag, six side ring. He sent back to our good buddy, Scott Hudson. Tells us some <laughs> stuff we already knew before. And then he welcomes the macho man. Here's the deal, Lucille. <laughs> I didn't. I've never heard him use that line before. I didn't like it. 
I did like that he called Scott Hudson Lucille. That's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Here's the deal, Lucille. I didn't. That wasn't. It's fine. He talks about him. They're holding all the young talent back. Yeah. That's fine. I wasn't sure what he was talking about, but I don't think he really knew either. No. I was waiting for him to I was waiting for him to throw in a, I don't like it. I don't like it, yeah. <laughs> Talk about doing the thing. Doing the thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do the thing and out there right now we got a little pie in the sky, yeah. We got a little macho man. I mean Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's innately lead us to believe that he's been the leader in the leader of the uh, the guys in the back there. So, Kings of Wrestling, are we just doing the NWO takeover thing? Just- yeah, kind of. It feels that way. I mean, that's that's what we they kind of they led us to that at the end of the last pay per view. We're like, yeah, we show up, we take the money, <laughs> we take the spots. Savage is like, no, we ain't never did that. Not gonna start now, no. <laughs> Next, Hudson, he's doing a double shot here. He's got Demore and Petey in the back. Petey talks about the times he and his opponent, Chris Saban, have had together. I guess Demore coached both of these guys, and he picked Petey because he's the winner. Yeah, he's the winner. But next, it's time for a Serengeti survival match. Out! So... Let me. Uh, we're gonna get into this match, right? We're gonna get into this match, but that's the plan. I'm a big Monty Brown guy, right? Love Monty Brown. Love the pounds. Oh yeah. I'm a big Abyss guy, right? Abyss. Abyss. I like to watch Abyss. I don't want to see him taking that piss, but we can get together and listen to some chaos. What? I just like before we actually get into the match, I want to know your overall opinion of the match, and then we can get into it. I just want to know what you thought about the match in its entirety before we get into it. The whole thing? Yes. I know we're doing kind of reverse style here, but I just I want to know, man. I mean, I like these two big fellas too. Yeah. A couple of big probably the might be the two most intimidating forces on the roster. Yes. I got to say, we'll get to more of this later. One of the prettiest, you know, boss man slam type moves I've ever seen. This one with Abyss. Yeah. The whole deal with the the stipulation of this match didn't add anything to this match. So the Serengeti survival means that if you put a guy, slam a guy on thumbtacks, then you win. So, and then the way the thing actually ended was extremely anticlimactic with that considered. They should have called an audible. So that's my overall thought. But, I mean, a couple of big fellas beating the shit out of each other. It's all right. All right. I mean, uh, get into it because I I have a couple of thoughts here and there. Let's get into it here. So you win by pin submission or being thrown on thumbtacks. So right away, I knew the first two were out. They tease the tax early in this one. Right. Monty Brown comes out to down with the sickness by Disturbed. Takes me back. 
I'm I'm liking Alpha more and more, right? Yeah. I don't really like what he calls Abyss the Hungry Hungry Hippo, though. That sucks, yeah. Yeah. It's not a bit. He didn't need, like, having the promo prior to the match start for Monty Brown didn't do anything for the match and didn't do anything for him. Like, he should have come running out like a wild man, right? Like an alpha male straight out of the Serengeti. Just full speed down the ramp into the ring. Pounce. Right? Just to pounce, right? Start fucking people up. But he kind of grabs the mic and he starts cutting this promo, calling him a hungry, hungry hippo. Not, not. Not a good way to start, especially this is a Serengeti survival, right? You got to survive the Serengeti. So he tried, he's tried to explain this to us. And I mean, I guess he does a decent job about why this is a Serengeti survival match. Because not only is the Serengeti a desert, but it's also wherever the alpha male is. Oh, gotcha. So he's here. So that means this is a Serengeti this is a, survival match. Wherever he is, is a Serengeti. Right. He goes to Perkins. It's a Serengeti. Let me just throw this out there. Throw it, man. Toss it. So Serengeti survival. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking more like this should be some sort of a last man standing, decisive winner. Right. Exactly. Yep. Anyway. Maybe maybe a submission match, potentially. Right. Yeah, right. something that would you would have to survive. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I got a note here early you. on. The alpha male comes out with his midsection taped up, and then Abyss kind of suggestively removes the bandage. <laughs> suggestively? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tell he's enjoyed it. Oh, gotcha. Uh, he, he does some damage on that midsection of the the alpha male. Abyss. Abyss. Big fan of what he's doing here with the, uh, you know, that boss man slam, whatever they call it, the black hole slam. Yep, yep. Great spot. And then he does a fucking earthquake. Right? Onto a fucking chair. Puts the chair on the, on the you know, on the alpha. Yeah. And it does the fucking earthquake. Fucking earthquakes him. And that should be it, right? But he's got to go for the second. You don't go for the second one. You got to go for the second one, man. Because him going for the second one brought me one of the only spots that I truly loved in this match. And I thought it was great. This is one of those creative Jenny shots, man. Right. He goes for that second earthquake and, and pounce, takes the chair. Shined it up real nice. Shined it up real, turns it <laughs> vertically and shoves it right in his dick. It was fucking hilarious. That was a good, that a was spot. a good creative Nard's spot for sure. Yeah. Abyss. Abyss. He he gets pounced. Pounce. And he goes out of the ring, but I think he was supposed to go through the table that was set up. But I mean, he just got some cheer to the Jennies, so I'll give him a pass here. Yeah. So you didn't get that much satisfaction out of this one. I didn't. I really didn't. There wasn't a lot that I really like the, the, the quake to the, you know, the dick chair spot. That was, that was really the only thing that I kind of enjoyed power slam on the chair by, uh, by Monty Brown where he almost loses him, but he regains and, and gives him that power slam on, on the chair. That, that was pretty good move. Very but, impressive. The strength yeah, of the alpha male. 
Yeah, they bust out the load of, I mean, load of tr- the tax. I mean, there was a shitload of them. And that was the thing that threw me off. So, you know, he pounces abyss and all that kind of stuff, floor, all that, that jazz. He gets them and he hits an Alabama slam, right? And there's a, sh- I mean, there is a shitload of tax. There's a ton of them. One of and the guys he manages had, had to pretty much tax. So, right. Yeah. He huh. picks him up to give him this Alabama slam on the tax, and he manages to miss pretty much all the tax. Yeah, like all of them. But the match is over because I get he might have he caught a couple, maybe I don't know. So very anticlimactic. The match in its as a whole was a big letdown for me. There just wasn't. I mean, from the start to to finish. And again, I like both these performers a lot, but the match was a huge disappointment. I don't know if I was thinking it was going to be. Like maybe my expectations were set too high. I'm not sure. I think the fact that it's a Serengeti survival match and you win by, you know, tossing your opponent on tax, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like the Serengeti is not a fucking land that's filled with tax everywhere. It's wherever Monty Brown is, though. Yeah, I mean, if he's at the gas station, it's the Serengeti. Right. You know? I did like some of the the high impact stuff with these guys that I would kind of expected to see, you know. Right. But like I said at the top, they should have called an audible because they're going for this big finish where you know Abias is supposed to get these thousands of attacks and he takes like two of them. Yeah, I mean maybe seven. It was just, and, and at that point too, do you? If you're in the ring, if you're Monty or Abyss, or even the the official, right? Do you see that Abyss has not got, I mean, a ton of tax stuck in him? Because that's the effect, right? That's what they're looking for. Right. Do you not call the finish and go, no, man, he didn't hit the fucking tax. It's not over. Make him do it again. Just stuff that I've seen before, but done more Better. poorly. Yes. I mean, like when you've seen it before, it's it's been done better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a throwaway segment where we got Vinnie Mac in the back talking to the game. And he fires somebody, yells at this game character. <laughs> we get the cleanup crew back in the ring. That made me laugh because they spent a lot of time showing the cleanup crew. There is nothing to clean up. Well, I mean, there was still tax to clean up. There's like 10 guys. There's a lot of tax. He just managed to miss them all. They needed one guy in a, with a broom. That's all they needed. No way. But, you need more than one guy. Maybe one guy to hold the dust van. Right. My point is, I think they expected a bigger mess than what they had there. Could be. So next up, you got anything on the uh, continuing storyline with the... Uh, with the fake Vince and game. No, nah, man, there was nothing. There was nothing in that segment that I really looked forward to or anything like, or not look forward to it. If you take that back, nothing in that segment that I thought was great or funny or anything like that. Like, it would be one thing if it was funny. Yeah. But it hasn't even been funny yet. So it, it was a throwaway for me. It's just kind of made me. And I, I, you know, I get a sick pleasure sometimes out of bad wrestling stuff. Of course, yeah. We all do. Yeah. But that these segments just kind of made me cringe, and it was like, all right, this bad idea. Not doing yeah. anything for the show here. No. But, of course, we'll see some more of that action a little bit later. But next, we got the ref with uh, 
probably biggest chest in the biz out there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we get in, before we get in, they're talking to Don West and Mike Tanay, right? The camera goes to them. Did you see what was going on behind them? I didn't make note of it. Oh, man, you got to go back and watch it, because while Don West and Mike Tanay are talking, <laughs> there's two gals doing the uh, <laughs> doing the put your hands together and make a puss trick <laughs> right behind them. It was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> Man, it was get, so fucking funny. <laughs> man, you got a keen eye for picking up that action in the crowd. Man, all you had to do is look up because both of them, like, the, the gals are giggling. And then all of a sudden they're doing the fucking push trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Business is, uh, well, that's a sign of business picking up, I guess. Yeah. Pussy business picking up. <laughs> next up, we got the. In-ring return of Disco Inferno as he teams up with Johnny Swinger to take on the Empire State and Mr. Uncle Johnny B. Bad. Yes. Johnny B., I got to admit it, he brings the goods here. He's having a good time. He's great. Cape, he's got the blaster, he's got the frisbee, he's getting, getting the fans pumped. All good stuff. So the... He's teaming up with the former Simon Diamond, who's going by the Empire State these days. Wait a second. That's not... That's Simon Diamond? That's what Tanay said, yeah. Huh. Yeah, man. Interesting. Uh, I want to ask you a question here. Johnny B. Bad, right? Comes down, bad cape, bad blaster, got the bad frisbees. Everything's awesome. Is what's missing the fact that his his trunks have no flair? They're just very standard black trunks. His boots are very standard black. Like no frills, no fucking tassels, no no fun stuff, right? Right. Johnny B. Bad, that was all fun stuff, right? You think it would have helped had he had the tassels on his trunks and like the fun boots and everything? Oh, for sure. I think so, too. And the mustache, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like warrior type of frilly shit on his arms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Armbands and shit. Yeah. He's still got the crowd going. And he can still fucking go in the ring, man. He he looks great. But that was the one thing, like, I think that was the, that's the piece that's missing for me in this version of Johnny B. Bad. Right. It's a little you know? too, fl- just a little flat in the presentation, even yeah, though just he- even though he's got a cape and a bad blaster and a frisbee, he's doing more than anybody else to try and get the crowd into this. Thing. Oh yeah, big time, big time. But yeah, just that. I mean, give me a. I need a little bit more flair, right? A little more right. flair. So yeah, the the bad man wastes no time, delivers a head scissor, and then Disco gets in there. He's got his leather pants. Just goes to town on Johnny B. Bullshit. Johnny B makes a comeback. We get to see the Empire State, Pat Kenny. State Saint Saint man. Oh, it's the Saint. Yeah, the Empire. You called him the Empire State. That's what I thought they were saying. Like he is the entire state. Figured he was probably from New York, you know. Okay, all right. I mean, and he's taking on the New York connection, which is kind of. Does Johnny be a New York guy too? Yeah, Buffalo, I believe, is where he's from. Man, we got the old New York brawl here. 
So they're really doing a number on the uh, Empire Saint. There you go. (laughs) So Jacqueline, she's doing a decent job in there. The New York Connection are showing why they're the best in the biz and clearly next in line for the tag team title shot with their great tag team work. Clearly. Clearly. Disco with the devastating double axe. What a fucking pro that guy is. Then Johnny B gets the hot tag. Now we got two of WCW's greatest TV champions going at it. Well, one of the greatest of all time, but. Disco at it a couple times, man. That doesn't matter. He's made for the title. Oh, he's not even close to Johnny B. Bad. You know that. If you say that he's anywhere close to Johnny B. Bad, you know that you're lying to us. You can't. You could. There's no way in fuck he's that you could code say code, it. With, man. No, he's not going to. He is. He isn't one fucking half percent of what Johnny B. Bad is, and you know that. He's got more TV title reigns than Johnny B. That doesn't mean shit. So Disco, he gets a little, little, uh, you know, disrespectful towards the official, shug, shoves uh, Jackie's face, and then she slams him. Yeah, fuck him. And then uh, Johnny B delivers that TKO, gets the victory. Johnny B bad. This whole match, he just looked happy to be there. Yeah, he's great. It was, it was good to see. What do you think of that one? So I enjoyed the match, but here's here's the issue I have with it. We've had three matches so far, and all of them have been tag or no, four matches so far. Three of the first four matches are tag matches. We're not done. Got, yeah, I know. It's just it's too much. It's too much on the tag. Like I would have much more enjoyed. You know, give me give me Johnny in a in a straight match. I just like let him say, put Johnny in the main event. Yeah. Make him a king of wrestling? Maybe. Or maybe a fill-in? Yeah, like, he he could do whatever. I mean, Johnny can do anything. Johnny is just a, truly a limitless talent. That leads us to what happens next. It does. So we're sent to the back where we're led to believe that the kings of wrestling just put Savage in a car and now he's been kidnapped. <laughs> Why am I led to believe that that's what's happened there? I've never seen Savage. <laughs> All I see is a cowboy hat fly out of this limo. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty close to what another faction was doing that we've seen before with these same guys. Right. Yeah. There's the deal, Lucille. <laughs> Way he goes. So two points. A. Yeah. This would be Johnny B's opportunity to fill in. Wait, no. And team with uh, Styles and. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yes. All right. Our listeners, you knew what you were doing. Once again. (laughs) Our voters are real fans, and they knew what they were doing because it looks like we're watching a WCW reboot reboot three years after it went (laughs) off the air. You're fucking right, man. We 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 got smart listeners. Right. Well, thanks, guys. I mean, this stuff isn't as bad as the last batch of stuff, though. That's true. So that's true. That wasn't tough, though. We just watched the worst year we could come up with. So next up, we get DDP taking on Raven. Here's I something was, I always like. 
Yeah. Yeah. When, what do you like? When there's like a rivalry, that's a mm-hmm. storied rivalry that took place in other promotions, but they can't show that stuff. So yeah. they just show like their intense rivalry in the past, like, you know, two TV shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their hands are tied. I understand. But well, Raven and DDP always worked really well together. Yeah, they did. They they had a great feud. WCW, I think, 97, 98, something like that. Two of my favorite characters in the WCW NWO revenge game for 64. Yeah. So Eric Watts, what's he doing out there? So that's that's the, the one of the biggest problems I have with this match is that they put Watts on commentary. And he's positioning himself as this, like, impartial guy. And you know you know he's going to get in there and he's going to double-cross somebody. Like, it, it was so... I knew it. Yeah, it was just... It was a glaringly obvious situation. And he doesn't add anything to commentary at all. So it was it was kind of, it was kind of strange. It's kind of strange. I didn't deep-dive this, but is that, like, Cowboy Bill Watts' son or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, here's a storyline that I kind of missed because he's in the middle of this feud and he's joining Tanae and our guy, Mr. Silky, tie in the booth for this one. <laughs> hey, Mr. Silky. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Silky. <laughs> <laughs> First thing here. So Raven comes out. He's wearing a poncho. Is it raining in Universal Studios? <laughs> That's uh. Was it a poncho? Is that what they call a drug rug? Is that a drug rug? I've never heard of this. Yeah, man. It's a drug rug. Dopers wear? Yeah. You never heard about this? No, no. Man, didn't you study in Mexico City? Uh, I was down there. Yeah, and I go to, I frequent Mexico. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, that's that's just the terminology that's used for it. It's a drug rug. All right. Well, get DDP. Nice to see DDP. Yeah. Comes out to that Smells Like Teen Spirit instrumental. Goes through the crowd because he's a man of the people. It's a small crowd, though. Like, that's the part that sucks about it. Yeah. It's a small crowd. He comes yeah. out of the tunnel and then walk, like jumps into the crowd. Like it's, it's not necessary at that point. You know it's a small crowd. Just come out, give your hand sign, and get in the ring. Like, yeah. It'd be different if he was walking, if he didn't go through the t- the the tunnel and then go into the crowd. But coming out from the tunnel and then getting into the crowd and doing it that way, that, that doesn't do shit for me. Look kind of silly. Yeah. So, Mr. Watts, he assures us that these are men in there settling their issue like men. Would have sounded better coming out of Oklahoma's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Next up here, DDP just boots the ref out of nowhere. <laughs> Huge big boot right to the ref, right out the gate. Does that make him the bad guy here? What? Yeah. I didn't I, see any reason for that. I, like, I'm like. i not no. against it, but there was like, it didn't really make sense. No, I didn't. It uh, wasn't something that I found to be very important. The first thing that I was uh, really uh, fun or like happy to see was when he posts Raven <laughs> right to the old, uh, right to the Raven eggs there. <laughs> that, was oh, yeah. that was fun. And then uh, I got to ask you this. Uh, now you've dabbled a little bit in their weekly program since we, uh, since we last recorded. 
what the fuck is the story with the Trojan helm? <laughs> he gets this Trojan helm and whacks DDP with it, and then he puts it on. Yeah, he puts it on. Right. Like, if, like, <laughs> why, why, why are you wearing a fucking Trojan helm? <laughs> that's, that's either a love it or leave it moment there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but how how does it tie into his character? How does it tie into like anything at all outside? Like it's outside of it's a piece of armor, right? Well, he's wearing this kilt. He's wearing this drug rug, and he's wearing a Trojan helmet. <laughs> that's Raven's uniform. He's like a drunk that's trying to piece together a Halloween costume. <laughs> well, the helmet's a good call. <laughs> Right, <laughs> don't want to hurt yourself out there. Right. Well, maybe he's a he's a, he's a, you know like a like a very worldly type guy. <laughs> he's like I got I got, I got to be killed from <laughs> for Scotland. <laughs> he's like I got my drug rug from Mexico, SA. <laughs> he's like I have got my Viking helm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch that he put the thing on after he, after he went for the pin. I would have been satisfied with that as a finish. I mean, I knew, of course, it wasn't the end, but. It's so fucking dumb. It might be brilliant. I don't... <laughs> like, he hits him with the helm and then he puts it on. He looks like a fucking jackass. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? You're not wrong here. (laughs) Raven wearing a fucking a fucking helmet. Oh Jesus Christ! So this is clearly Raven's rules, man. (laughs) Let me ask you this: You like? You like nineteen, you know, ninety eight Raven circa WCW in his leather jacket and his jean shorts, or do you like the kilt, the drug rug, and the Trojan helmet or Viking helmet, whatever the fuck it is? I'm gonna say it's too early to tell. Okay, <laughs> he put the fucking helmet on. <laughs> but I mean, Raven did WCW with the flock. That was just a classic character. Oh, and maybe this were, too. If I were Raven. I think I might actually really get into that uh, wearing that helm. I think like I might that might become part of who I am. That'd be like my profile picture on my social media. <laughs> if I was doing signings, I'd be like, "Yeah, but you must supply me with one helmet." <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is clearly a Ravens rules match. No yeah. hard. Oh. Why isn't he just wearing the helmet? Right? There's no rules. Yeah. Good point. Just wear it the whole time. Yeah. But Raven, he wasn't satisfied with the one helmet shot. Goes for it again, and you never you never go for it twice. Come on. Now. No, I don't go for it twice. Uh, I'm going to bring us back here, all right? Okay, okay. <laughs> if you want. So something Are we going to go been, over the whole helm again? <laughs> something we've been bitching about on our... We mostly cover the, you know years gone by but when we do our special episodes we talk about wrestling these days yeah we talk about how it takes you know everything plus the kitchen sink plus you know running the guy over with the car to finish him off i see yeah. some of that in this show a little bit 
a little bit. Not as much, not not to the the extent that we see in today's wrestling, but a little bit. But yeah, it just just kind of popped out to me that they like finishers that just don't finish guys off, you know. You talk about uh like he was it the he cutters uh Raven and Raven kicks out. Yeah, Raven takes the cutter and then yeah. I mean in that pr- previous match, I mean uh, that black hole slammed it and put away Monty. You know. Yeah. Oh, and then the fucking druids come out. It's <laughs> it's rare you see a cutter that doesn't put a guy away. That's it. Should have put him away. But, but if you put if I put him away, we wouldn't have gotten Raven's druids out there. No. What do you <laughs> What do you think of that? Around. They're just standing around. Why does he have druids? At this point, I'm just. I got there. A couple of guys wearing shitty Halloween costumes to provide a distraction. Right? Yeah. They're trying to distract uh, Mr. Page, I think. Yeah, because then what, Raven hits a DDT and DDP kicks out of that. And then I write, how do you finish a guy off of TNA? You get Eric Watts to come down. He heads to ringside in a move that uh, kind of saw from a mile away. Well, he takes care of the hooded guys. Yeah. Well, that's that's supposed to give you that false sense of, uh, you know, he's saving the day. Right. He takes out DDP. They must have they must have some bad blood there. I don't know what it could be. Uh, he choke slams Page, delivers a, a Page. He comes back, kick to the pills and the diamond cutter. Then he hits another cutter on Raven, gets the victory. Yeah, a little too active of a finish for me. Little. Uh... I so Raven was rapping last time. This time he's wearing the Viking helmet and the drug rug. I am actually the 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 formation of his TNA character might be the most interesting thing happening right now. A little <laughs> like, intriguing. Yeah, what the fuck is going to happen next with 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 Raven? That's that that is intriguing. What's he going to wear next time? He didn't have a helmet last time. No, but now he's got a helmet. Shit, didn't have druids. That is yeah. a pretty intriguing storyline. It really is. I hope he comes out as like dressed as like a like a construction worker, <laughs> like a manly man, regal style, or no, like a legit like wearing the bright green or orange, <laughs> <laughs> holding a hold, holding a uh, a slow sign. <laughs> yeah this this last one, it, there's some good brawling in this one. But I mean, like you said, if it would have finished with a regular finisher, we wouldn't have seen them druids, wouldn't have seen Eric Watts. So, so it should have finished with just that finisher. <laughs> yeah, I could have gone without the druids, I guess. Yep. All right, we get some more backstage footage. Vinnie Max fishing at the game, and a gal shows up with a platter of cookies and offers them some milk. <laughs> She's got to have steak. And lobster, and mighty, mighty, damn it! <laughs> I'd have taken some milk from that gal, <laughs> right? Yeah, the natural way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what she's offering. You up strange suckling bitch. <laughs> I guess they're WWE invasion or something. They're. <laughs> they're... <laughs> The plot, the plot thickens here. We'll see what they we'll see what they do with it. Yeah, it's real thick. 
Next up, we got my man, Petey Williams, defending that X Division title against Chris Saban. Hail Saban! Let me ask you this before we get started. Yeah, please do. So, has that, is it called the Ultimate X? Is that when they got the title dangling up there? Yes, it is. Has that not been invented yet? Because we haven't seen it yet, and it seems like an obvious thing, like that should be two things when the title's on the line it should that should be the the deal okay okay give it to me two things i'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna give it to you hard right in the mouth first thing take it easy there first thing hey man don't tell me to take it easy all right Just, right. don't, just don't tell me to take it all easy. Right, all right. Give it to me. I'll close my the, eyes. The, the more you tell me to take it easy, the harder it's going to get. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> first thing, you made me forget where, what my fucking first point was. All right. So I'm going to move on to the second thing. <laughs> second thing is the X Division match has been around at this point because I'm right next to positive i remember seeing them in still the the four-sided ring with the x the, the ultimate x match so uh it, it has been a, it's it's it is absolutely around already uh what was your original question oh i was just wondering if it was around and yeah. i was suggesting that they should be having these x division title matches like i don't know there must be some sort of special occasion that they have oh, that. for yeah for an ultimate x match yeah, yeah. usually there's, a, there's usually it's more than two guys oh okay so it's not just uh all right yeah yeah it's not just like hey let's just fucking put on you can't just every x division match can't be ultimate x right that's that will all it'll just lose its flavor so this this feud is centering around pretty strong feud here these guys train together Saban's a two-time former X Division champ. He claims to have a counter for my hold of the year. Hold sucks. To get out of it a few times on television. Yeah, picked up a victory recently to get a title shot. This ought to be a good one. I write. Let's yeah, see. beginning of the match, you hear a crowd or somebody in the crowd go, "Kick his dick off!" <laughs> Which I don't know who that person is, but I love him. <laughs> like I just. You can hear it in the audio. Like you have to, you have to be paying attention. Maybe you have to have a, a sound bar or some headphones on. But you hear a guy in the crowd kick his dick off. <laughs> Hell yeah, kick his dick off his body. I mentioned it at the top of the broadcast. I'm impressed with TNA's fans so far. Yeah, I like them. There's the uh, let's go Saban, let's go PD throughout the match. Mm-hmm. It's cool to hear. Passionate fans. What do we get here? I don't know. <laughs> well, this is a this this is a very high paced, you know, affair like all these X division matches are. Well, so I'm not going to try and give you a play by play here, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what huh? I was like. That's kind of what I was doing. When I was watching this this match. I knew it was going to be a lot of action, a lot of moving parts. So I just kind of I looked at the, the the parts that I thought were the most fun or the most memorable to me, and that's uh, that's kind of my approach with it because. A lot of these X Division matches are just going to be, uh, it's going to be quick. It's going to be hard to, to, to keep up with it. Right. So the cradle shock, that must be uh, Saban's finisher, right? Yeah. Who goes for that early on? Petey gets out of it. 
And it follows up with the Hurricane Rana slingshot. And they go into the crowd. Saban climbs up and jumps off of some sort of a platform. So that was kind of cool. Like, I, I liked that spot. Because he was jumping out of the crowd. Right. You know, usually it's the other way around. But this time he was... Because what it is, it's like a like a second deck kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So that, he gets up on that like that second deck railing and jumps like out of the crowd. It was it looked it looked pretty good. We get some holy shits and some TNA chants. Again, just good to hear. Good to hear the crowd in it. Yeah, I'm still kind of reeling from that series of sixteen shows we did. You know. <laughs> We're just having the fans not give a shit the entire card. <laughs> right. Next big spot here, Petey. This we saw this last time too. Petey sets up the tree woe, stands right on Saban's package. <laughs> yeah. So every match of this card so far has had multiple nard shots in like a creative fashion. So here's the big difference, right? Because we we talked about this uh during the dying days WCW. They just pepper in as many fucking nut shots and Nard's plows and, and Jenny's jabs and kicks to the ding-dings, all, like all of it, right? They just pepper them in there everywhere throughout the card. Oh, yeah. So TNA are still, they still got too many, like, Nard spots, but they're at least mixing it up from a creative standpoint. I agree. Yeah. I agree that this tree of woe standing on the Nard spots, that's one of, that's gotta be one of the most devastating of the bunch. Right. Well, I mean, Pete next Rhodes time, isn't a big guy, but still, no, no. But I think next time, next time you come over, we can go ahead. You can go ahead and uh, go uh, do a headstand and I'll just stand on your Nards and we'll, we'll figure out how like painful it actually is. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing that, dude. It's for the show. I get to do it to you? No, we only need one test. How about I stand on your nards, dude? I shotgun it. I still like the sounds of it. It looks, it looks <laughs> yeah. very painful, man. I'm just going to take Saban's word for it, right? Oh, Saban did he tell you? Like he was in pain. Okay. All right. So Petey hits a huge DDT. If it was just a DDT, I wouldn't have mentioned it, but it's a, it's a big one. It was a huge DDT. You got to have the big DDT. <laughs> so the load is pretty active at ringside. I like how Tanae calls him the load, like yeah. throughout the show. <laughs> the big load is that's probably Tanae's best work. It's called Scott Demore, <laughs> the big load. So Team Canada, it's a, it's a stable thing that clearly works still, you know, but. I don't know about this stopping in the middle of what I'm doing to cover my heart. It just is a weird spot. What do you mean? So Petey, he kicks some ass, right? And then, like, he does, he covers his heart, like, it says, oh, Canada. Yeah, that's a good taunt. You like that? That's a good taunt, man. Okay. Well, both these guys are studs. Yeah, sexy stud. I mean, Petey races up to the top, tries to get something in, but Saban, hey, like well, a flash, it. fucking jumps up there, delivers a suplex, and he has a running P-bomb. I thought that was it. And then uh, Saban does that somersault splash. 
to the outside. Looked like it hurt pretty bad. We get some This Is Awesome chants. Probably one of the earliest This Is Awesomes that I've heard on a, a broadcast. 2004. Yeah. Good uh, call. Yeah. I mean, really shitty sharpshooter by Petey. I get it. He's paying homage to the hitman, right? Yep. Canadian legend, but... I mean, should I take us home here, or you wanna you wanna take us home? Uh, uh, two things, I guess. Before before we get uh, we get home, uh, Saban does a skin to the cat to the flip outside. That was pretty good. And then he does a uh, how was it? It's like a p bomb toss to to the p driver. Oh yeah, the jumping p driver after it. Yeah, that was. I mean. So right away, that should be the end of anybody in existence, right? That should that should end anybody. Power bomb, power driver combo. That should be the it, and it, it's not. No. But it, it was fucking cool. Well, Demore gets involved again. He's earning his keep tonight. But it basically, I consider this a draw. <laughs> you can't basically. consider this a draw. <laughs> So Demore gets a distraction happening with the ref, and then uh, PD reaches down and his family jewels area grabs uh, brass knucks. Get the one, two, three. Yeah, it. So that is the one like bad thing about this. Like this, like these two work well together. It, it's an exciting match to watch. Oh yeah, but. It's okay to have a manager out there. Just get involved in one spot. And it seems like the big load gets involved too much. He's pretty active, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just too much. It's just too much. And and these two guys should have just had a great match. You could have one one big load distraction, and then have a clean finish. But you got a multiple big load distractions. Fuck, it sucks. These guys are having a you know a really really fun match, and then the finish is a, a dirty finish. It just, that part of it sucked for me. I just yeah, that's just why get involved I consi- once, man. Just that's get why I considered once. it a draw. But PD does get the victory, retains the title. I'm sure this is going to lead to a rematch. So the story moves along. Team Canada comes out there to celebrate. They got most of the gold. Yeah, and then the load. Did you make note of this? The load okay. sits on the entryway and laughs madly. It's an interesting no. visual. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. He's, he's just so happy. That, just a uh, load on the ramp, huh? His, his guy's got gold, man. All except for Double J's world title, which is not on the line tonight, but he'll be in action along with the Outsiders. They're the Kings of Wrestling. They got AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy. And they're supposed to be taking on the Macho Man, but he's been kidnapped. Right? Are you are you jumping past the uh, the, the backstage antics? I was just giving a little preview of what's. Oh, come. gotcha! A little preview. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. What gotcha. do you What do you want to highlight here? We get the little person in the back, right? Who beats up Vince? Says he's a senior TNA official, and he beats up Vince. Yeah. Do you? So that is like some really shitty, glaringly obvious symbolism in that whole sequence. And I thought it sucked. I jokingly wrote very funny, compelling stuff. Not really. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, 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 it was bad. 
I get I get what they're doing there. Like TNA's the little guy, and we're gonna we're gonna kick Vince's ass. It's it's not good or entertaining. So it's, it's yeah. another big miss. We still got that tape reveal to come, so hold on to your hat. But I got something for you. All right. Macho Man. He's been kidnapped, is what they say. <laughs> yeah. A, should probably call the cops. Yep, good point. We got footage and suspects. Yes, we do. Both. B, how did the Kings of Wrestling kidnap Randy Savage if they are wrestling in this match? They had an accomplice. No mention of the accomplice. No mention of the accomplice, but clearly the driver is an accomplice. Uh, you got to—it's got to be a pretty badass guy to subdue the Macho Man. Well, I think they kind of subdued the Macho Man and they tossed him in the car and they said, "All right, hit it, get out of here," mm. and he drove away. So, are you intrigued by the mystery of the driver here? A little bit. All right. What about the driver? <laughs> so, speaking of the driver takes us back to that intro and the uh, kings of wrestling were you know pretended to roll in their caddy they come out kind of dressed in uh, i think scott hall looks pretty sharp kevin nash looks like a buffoon again it, well, Double pref- J just kind of looks regular <laughs> you prefer him in his pajamas it's not a good look this blue elvis what he's going with but somehow the bad guy pulls it off let me tell you something it all sucks the music sucks the intro sucks scott all coming out in a fucking elvis jumpsuit sucks kevin nash coming out in an elvis jumpsuit sucks and then double j who i love coming out not dressed in a jumpsuit he's dressed in his regular ring gear where's the unity how are you a king of wrestling if you're not wearing the jumpsuit, man, commit to the bit. Fair point. Fair point. See, you didn't think that uh, the bad guy was looking sharp out there. I fucking hated it. Oh, man. So this is a pretty star-studded affair, though. But the biggest star of all really has been kidnapped. So, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat here. Yeah. I'm so not. You're not? No. So it's essentially a handicap match here. We got the Phenomenal One and Jafardi taking on the Kings of Wrestling. I mentioned earlier I was impressed that Scott Hall made it out to the ring. He was looking pretty limber. <laughs> yeah. You so, did. Pleased to see that. Yeah, absolutely. He gets some he gets some work in. Looks all right. A little better shape than last time for sure. <laughs> but I got to mention something at, at the outset here. AJ Styles, he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is pretty funny and telling watching him wear these guys out in like a minute. <laughs> right? Well, come on now. He's probably maybe half their age. Oh, yeah, he's point. like 25. but yeah. Right, and his work rate is, is ridiculous, which, you know, for better or for worse, I guess. I mean, you know, would you rather watch a bad guy match or an AJ Styles match at it's usually just a fucking whatever mood you're in, really. So I mean, that's not that's not fair. Like, yeah, that's, come on. Well, come on. I mean, you know, kind of a cat and mouse game. Oh man, speaking of cat and mouse, I'm going to jump right to a spot because I think it's awesome and brilliant. All right. Scott's working with Jeff. I think it's Jeff. 
So, well, I mean, <laughs> just those two together is dangerous. But uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's in the ring with Joe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that, just, that just dawned on me. Like, why would you ever put those two together? That's, that is a recipe for disaster. Oh, maybe those two guys in like a mystery bag on a pole match. Yeah. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> yeah. Mystery bag. Oh man. Loser ODs, man. Uh I mean, depending on perspective, maybe it's the winner out. <laughs> um so he's he's working, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff, and it may be AJ. I don't remember off the top of my head. But he's pulling the hair and the ref like catches him and he releases the hair with one hand and grabs the hair with the other. <laughs> Yeah. And he just keeps on alternating, pulling his hair, but yeah. he is releasing it. Fucking genius heel move, man. It's so yeah. good. It is so good. Like, yeah, I'm pulling his hair. Well, let go of his hair. Okay, I let go. And then he just grabs it with his other hand. Whoa, oh, no, sorry. I got his hair. Oh, let go of his hair. Got it. I'm going to grab it the other. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Hall, man. He came to play. Also, we see that that classic abdominal stretch with the leverage move. Yeah. That classic yeah. tag move. I mean, there's good spots in this match. I mean, overall, it's pretty rough, but there's some, there's some, still some fun spots. So today wonders if Hall is going for an STF. I've never seen Hall go for one of those. But he locks kinda... one into this match. Does he lock it in? Yeah. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> what do you think of him, like, slapping Hardy around like he's a little bitch? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> for a couple reasons not a big jeff hardy guy just at all and i really think he should be slapped around like a little bitch so for a guy like <laughs> like like fucking scott hall just just slap him around i hope he called him a little bitch too <laughs> <laughs> hall gets most of his hits in this one he hits a fall away slam I mean, Double J gets in there. The kind of the common theme of this match is the numbers game. Yeah, is getting the best of the uh, the young fellas. Hardy gets the tag. Ref doesn't see it. <laughs> Ref gets super aggressive and grabs Jeff. <laughs> Anyways, so Jeff he gets in there, hits a real sloppy looking corkscrew plancha, hits a twist of fate. So Hardy goes up top, and Hall clobbers him with a cheer. But he lands on top of AJ St- or lands on top of Double J. Yeah, that would have been a cool finish. Kind of strange finish. Yeah, you would. There's no ref think, around, right? And you would think that if there was a ref in that spot, that Nash would have had the wherewithal to get in and stop the count. Uh, Styles, he he nails Scott. On the outside, just carnage everywhere. And then the macho man arrives. Now, to say this is a little underwhelming is a true statement. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you take it here? <laughs> he shows up, and he, I mean, he punches. Lance punches, right? Yeah. Yeah, he gets some punches. He doesn't have a single piece of wrestling gear on his person. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't. <laughs> no boots, no tights. So as he was walking down, the question in my mind was, what did he do with the driver? Because <laughs> clearly, like, he was able to commandeer the vehicle, and he was able to drive back to the uh, back to the show. 
all within the whatever hour and a half it was. But what happened to the driver? I bet he took him out. Yeah, we get to uh, we get to a spot where you got dueling sleepers. Double J goes for like a sunset flip, and uh, Mach gets the pin as the most like underwhelming, disappointing. Like if he can't do an elbow drop, fine. You know what I mean? Like he's he's older now, but you think he probably's got an elbow drop left in him. He's macho man. Right. This is his last match. Yeah. He had one, I'm sure. Like get give 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 a give me a cut. And if you don't if you don't want to go to the top rope, fucking fine. Don't go to the top rope. Give me a second rope elbow. I don't give a fuck if you give me a first rope elbow. I don't give a shit. But if the finish is a sunset flip fucking counter. It's very bad too. Yeah, it was it was uncoordinated. It looked horrible. But you gotta you're the fucking macho man. You gotta have an elbow in you. You have to. I agree. It was the it, sec- doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be top rope, man. Like you don't have to go all out, right? I'm I'm still gonna respect you. I'm still gonna respect you either way. Let me preface it that way, but give me a second rope or a first rope elbow. Just give me an el- give me a standing elbow drop. Standing elbow drop. Standing I don't care. Drop. Give me a fucking elbow, Mach. Not this disconnected, fucking uncoordinated sunset flip counter while your fucking your two kids are humping the outsiders in a goddamn sleeper hold that doesn't come close to Jeff Jarrett's sleeper hold. Fuck me. And meanwhile, today sells this like Savage just sa- just slammed Yokozuna. Oh, oh, we got to give this guy a title shot. This is the second worst pin that I've seen since we've been doing this show. The worst was Austin pinning Owen, but yep. the fact that Austin was able to actually do anything there was commendable. But right. this was right there with like how bad it looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with that. So, I mean, it would have been kind of cool, I guess, to if you stuck around and got a title match, you know, maybe we'd see at least an elbow drop or even like a, even a double ax would have been cool. Right. Love a macho man, double ax. Yeah. So just something, anything, something that made me remember like macho man, the way I want to remember him, like just close, right? Just close something. Yeah. I mean, he is one of the all time greats and he deserves a moment of silence. Moment yeah, of silence. Yeah, yeah, moment moment of silence. Even one of those goddamn wind up punches would have been good. Or like a dusty to... style bionic elbow, he did those pretty well too. Yeah, he could have done that. Just fucking something, man. It was bad. It was bad. They did such a like a giant build up. It's the fucking macho man. It's the fucking macho man. You got Hulk Hogan, and then you got the macho man. Right. He's right there. (sighs) Hideous. Good to see him, but, yeah, very extremely underwhelming. That's for sure. The next part was hilarious. Oh, is this the the finale of the uh, (laughs) the Vincent Game skit? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
this so there's one line in this that made the entire thing fucking worth it. All of it sucked until one line, and I don't know if it was totally redeeming, but it was great. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, was it the game asking him what daddy wants him to do? Yeah. <laughs> daddy, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so fucking good. Daddy, what do you want me to do? <laughs> fucking, uh, I've seen, I've seen videos where I've heard that before. <laughs> daddy. What do you want me to do, huh? <laughs> Fucking hilarious, man. I'm sitting there watching it, losing it, laughing. <laughs> I could not stop. Daddy, what do you want me to do, huh? <laughs> what do you want me to do, huh? <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, what do you want me to do, huh? <laughs> That's your highlight of the show there? Oh, man, yes. <laughs> nothing made, nothing gave, I reacted uh, to this stronger than I reacted to anything else on the entire show. All the, these skits were all throwaway, kind of, until that. Yes, yeah. Uh, what they should have done, put them all together in a minute and a half backstage segment, right? A right. minute and a half. They show up, Vince sends trip trips to go get the tapes the little guy shows up beats the shit out of vince h comes back they load him up in the ambulance and you get right to daddy (laughs) what do you want me to do (laughs) oh man just him calling him daddy is fucking brilliant (laughs) daddy uh, daddy what do you want me to do Vince's from the goddamn stretcher going into the ambulance. This is Daddy. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> All right. All right, we got a little bit to get through here, man. All right. What do you want me to do? <sighs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> So New Year's resolution is coming up. That'll be our next show. We got a package featuring the guys making resolutions. I, I thought that was an okay package. Sure. And then this kind of this confused the shit out of me. So Dusty's shown in the back. It says, "Play Cookie Gate." Yeah. All right. And then the Douglar is shown with Tracy and Abyss with cookies and balloons. Mm-hmm. We get the road dog and our truth and a bunch of blurred faces. Yep. So I'm not sure what we're doing here. You recognize so, any of these blurred folks? Yeah. Uh, you see Eddie and you see Ray. Um, ah, okay. What they're doing is essentially the when DX invaded WCW. It's the same they're, thing. Yeah. They're trying to do the same thing, but it's obviously not playing out the same way because WWE didn't give a shit about your company and what you're doing. So it doesn't it doesn't have the effect. They're they're not in any type of ratings battle with the WWE. So there's not like what they're doing is is they're really jumping the gun. It's pretty silly. Uh the Mahi Mahi, right? Like that Road Dog was very concerned about getting them some some Mahi Mahi and he's he won't just, shut up about it. Yeah, he wants to talk to Vince and he's like, Yeah, I, you know, I made him a bunch of money back in the day. Don't get carried away, Road Dog. I don't think he, like you were in DX. Fucking DX roadie. made 
DX made him a bunch of money. I don't know if it's just necessarily the dog in this situation. Our truth makes himself a plate, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, funniest line to me was when Road Dog is talking to Ray and he goes, "Hey, and by the way, you're fired now," uh, which that's pretty good. I, I, I'll get a kick out of that. But yeah, altogether, not like not worth it. It's just not worth the time and energy you've put in to this giant thing. You know so, what I mean? Like they even asked to talk to Chris Benoit. Like it's just, it's, it's so silly. They showed up to a WWE show. Is that what, what's happening yeah. here? Yeah. How is there a fucking controversy? There's not. Okay. There's not. All right. Where to wait a, Way to lead us along here, Dusty. Yeah, that was that was that was a miss. Like that teaming that with all the Vince and Triple H skits, it, it's it seemed like a big waste. You can you can be using your creative energy towards something that's that's better than what you did. Right. I'll get to this more at the end of the show. Here we got the big main event coming up, but. Back to back, two examples of like selling your audience on something. Like people probably bought the show out of the intrigue, right? That the Macho Man was going to be there, right? I would have yeah. paid to see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you get this whatever. But yeah, even after they come back to today, he says something about when DX did that. So he's basically saying they just did the same thing. Yeah, and they were like, Don West was playing it all, like, innocent and nice. Like, why would you want to sue over that? Like, we showed up with cookies and, you know, trying to be nice and welcoming and all this other stuff. Just fucking move on. Mm. It was dumb. It was, it was, it was dumb. I'll tell you what's not dumb. Tell me. We got the main event coming up. Oh. To TNA's uh, great teams from the early days here. We got America's Most Wanted. Taking on Triple X. Triple X. Triple X. Daddy, what do you want me to do? Uh, Triple, Triple X. X. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the deal, Lucille. So we got a six-sided steel match. Losing team must, must disband. So let me ask you this. We're showing footage from a cage match these two had. Yep. Cage match. Yep. Ring had four sides. Yep. What's the deal? It was before they went to the six-sided ring. No way. Yeah. <laughs> they started out with four sides? Yeah. When the, when the fuck did they make the switch? I thought that was a... Right I don't fucking. Thing. I don't fucking remember when they made the switch, but yeah, they they uh, when they were NWA TNA, they were they were four sided ring. All right. Well, there's the end of that mystery. Yeah, solve that one for you, bitch. Shows some big spots. Chris Harris hitting a big old leg drop off the top of the cage. But now it's time to hook him up and turn him loose inside that cage. Tanae tells us. First of all, yes. They're inside of a cage. They are. Six sides of steel. Sure thing. Do you like this or not? They're abiding by tag rules. That was my very first issue with this match. Do you like it or not? Hate it. Hate it? Hate it. 
It's a fucking cage match. It's a tag match. It's a cage match. It's a tag cage match. But what, if, the, what, if they don't you... got a tag, it ain't a cage match. What do you mean if they don't got a tag, it ain't a cage match? If they don't got a tag, it's not a tag match. It's a tag team. Okay. Right. So you don't, like, you don't like that tag in action. Well, fucking think about what you just said for a second. If they don't got a tag, <laughs> it's not a tag match. You call it a Texas Tornado tag team match? Do you call it just a Texas Tornado team match? No. Because you and your partner are a tag team. It's a cage match. So Wildcat starts out with prime time. It doesn't take long before we get a melee and, uh, you know. Guess who's not tagging anymore? Right. <laughs> Golly. This happened last time, too. They they tend to start the tag team matches with tags, like regardless of. Didn't, I think these guys faced each other at the last show in like a last man standing or whatever. Mm-hmm. They started that with tags as well. It's so fucking dumb. There's no reason for it. Right. So this cage, John West is telling us, is 20 feet. It might be 20 feet from the top of the cage to the floor. Yeah. It's not from the top of the cage to the ring. It's probably, you know, 10, 15 maybe. Yeah. But still a a a big fall. It is hard to, to, like, hard cam. Like, when they switch to hard cam, it is kind of hard to watch. Because it's not like it's not clear through all that chain link action. That six sides steel chain link, like their hard cam doesn't do a very good job. But when they they move to other cameras, it, it gets a little easier to watch. But fucking buckets of blood right away, man. Buckets right away. Daniel's busted open. He's busted open good too, just gushing. Yeah, man. So I'm I, I did tell you a little bit story about while I was watching this. Uh, I'm watching this right, and you heard the there was some gal yelling in the crowd. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the woman had come back or what the deal was. Molly Molly from the other room goes, is that Vicky Guerrero? (laughs) (laughs) No. And she goes, oh, sounds like her. Good call, Molly. Ton of blood on the, like, ton of blood everywhere, right? They're bleeding buckets. All of them are. Mm. And she walks in and she looks at the TV and she goes, what happened there? Did somebody poop on the tarmac? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man i said no no babe that's uh that's blood on the on uh the canvas she goes ah, looks like somebody pooped on the tarmac and walked out of the room <laughs> it's fucking hilarious a couple calls of the day there by the way yeah yep christopher daniels he's got some cuffs this is pretty good too when he uh i think he he cuffs one of the cowboys to, you know. Yeah, they, he, he, and then he uses the key to to drive it into the face of the other guy. No, see, this is where you're wrong. This is where you're wrong. Well, how am I wrong? So you, he cuffs uh, Chris Harris, right? Right. He takes the key. Right. He hits the other, and then he like taunts Harris with the key. Yeah. And then he puts it around his neck. Now that is a fatal mistake right fatal oh, yeah. mistake because if you have the key you swallow the key that you swallow the key or you throw it away right, right. <laughs> you gotta throw away a key he doesn't throw it away i like he how he uses it as a weapon though using it as a weapon's fine but Dead like your action but if you throw it away then he ain't, he, he ain't getting out and you got him two on one the entire time oh yeah 
but he doesn't throw it away. He just he keeps it, puts it around his neck and all that. It's a, it's a big mistake, man. Tactically, it's a, tactically, it's a horrible play. It's a fatal flaw, and it will cost him. So this match features one of the more legendary spots in all of TNA here 20 years later. I imagine you probably still see it. It's it's kind of like the, the Foley getting thrown off the cage, right? Sure. Did he win this by leaving the cage? Uh, that's not clear. Okay. I was wondering about that because that, was, that wasn't explained, but that's been the case in every cage match that you've ever seen. Matches. Yeah. Door or over the top of the cage and out of the floor. I hate right. that there's an official in the ring. It's like, I don't know. I hate a cage match. Escape, right? Escape. That's that's it. Incapacitate your opponent enough to get out of the cage. Right. But they don't even go for the door. They don't go for like an exit of the cage. So I'm guessing that in, in uh, by TNA standards, a cage match is you know, pinfall or submission. Yeah, these guys really go for it, there, though. I mean, they put it on the line knowing that this is probably the last one of these that they're going to have. And Kipper, he first gets powerbombed off the top of the cage, which that should have done him in, but it doesn't. Yeah. Just tons of two counts. And then we get that spot where, so Daniels and the Cowboy, they're battling. Right? In one corner up on the cage. And then prime time. Well, wait, 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 wait. You skipped out of, you skip, hold on here. Hold on, Cowboy. Well, take it away and then lead us up to the spot. I'll get you to the spot. Uh, So they worked the spot where uh, Daniels, he's going for, Elix is holding the other uh, AMW fella. Daniels jumps off. He hits Elix. They're both down. They pass the key. Right, he finally he gets the key. Passes the key. They make that a big dramatic moment, but there's not really much drama to it, right? Oh, right. Um, you you move into uh, God, they they hit a what is it? A splash plex, which is really cool. That uh, you know, suplex that is uh, combining with a with a cross body splash. That, oh good, yeah, good great spot. tag tag moves in this one. Uh, Triple X does the death sentence. And uh, on the kick out, Tanay goes, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not carried away. I don't know if it's a fucking miracle. All right? No, like, none of these finishes finish off the guys. This is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, from there, they work into the, uh, the bomb, the, to the top rope bomb to, to Elix. And then they work to the spot where you're at. So that's where, and I don't know what exactly they were going for. That was the confusing part. Like Daniels and and was it Harris? I think it was Harris. Yeah, they were they were battling. Yeah, it was it was unclear what they were doing. Like they just kind of got up to that spot on the cage. Like it, was, it would have made sense if they were trying to escape the cage. That's right. Why I'd asked about that. Yeah. Right, and that I mean, without knowing, like, because they didn't go for nobody went for an escape up to this point. And no, no there's no mention of you can escape to win. So it's just kind of awkward for them to fight to. Like who fights to that spot in the cage? Right? It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense, except for they're setting up Hell of one spot. of the one of the probably the most iconic TNA spot in the history of the company. I would I would guess that happens when uh, Elix Skipper he, he 
does the old tightrope thing on one whole side of the six sides of steel. Hurricane Rana. Crazy. From the top of the cage. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it was, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. And it's in like all of the super highlight packages of TNA. But like, I think probably not as impressive, but just as important is the follow up. I know Christopher Daniels. Daniels fucking elbow drop, man. Elbow drop out the top of the cage. And how does that not finish the fucking match? Again. Yep. It doesn't. Around this time, Mike Tanay pleads with the guys in the truck to not cut off the broadcast. And then we get this wicked Tower of Doom type thing that forms and collapses. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. that. Was, so... <sighs> We get a holy shit chant. The mat's covered in blood. Daniels is now handcuffed in a uh, real-life twist of fate. Yeah. Kipper takes a super kick from ANW. Then they hit the power flex. I think that's the triple X's move. Yep, Finishes that's their Kipper move. off for the victory. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, you You really like that match. I had to say I really liked it, but there's some good action. There are yeah. flaws in there are flaws in almost every match, but there's also good action in almost every match as well. That's very true. So I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's that's a very fair point to make. It was. Uh, I mean, overall, what do you think? What do you think of the show? I thought it was all right. Okay. There's some there's some big disappointments, but I mean. Obviously, the Savage, that whole Kings of Wrestling thing was just kind of a big what the fuck yeah. between the intro and the match and the kidnapping. The triple, the, the WWF shit I could have done without. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough to say if this was better or worse than the first show. It's a different show, but they crammed all like the same guys into it, which is why we had so many tag matches, I think. Yes. So Yeah. I think uh, uh, the first the first show I think I I enjoyed more yeah, than than this show. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit more to it, a little bit more for, more fun in it. Uh, I am uh, uh, the next the next next one I'm looking forward to quite a bit, man. That uh, would be New Year's resolution, right? Final resolution. Oh, final resolution. Right. Yeah. New Year's resolution. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, got... that promo, Monty Brown's making his resolution to pounce more. Pounce! Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I am, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, though. They they got my interest. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's so far. That's one of the nice things about uh, this run of episodes is that you're actually interested in watching the next episode. You know what I mean? Like you're actually interested in watching the next show as opposed to dying WCW. You're like, oh, butt fuckers are going to watch another fucking event. Um, right. So what do we got there? So find a resolution. Uh, resolution. We're going to see. Uh, re- I got the resolution. <laughs> My final resolution is <laughs> to uh, ease up on the masturbation. <laughs> So, uh, we got a six-man tag. Just of course we do. Nice. Uh, it's Christopher Daniels, Michael Shane, and uh, Kazarian is going to take on three live crew. It's uh, Killings, BG, or Blowjob. <laughs> as Duke likes to call them. 
<laughs> and Conan, the returning Conan, so that'd be good. All right. Got uh, Skipper against uh, the original player from the Himalaya, Sanjay Dutt. That'll be fun. That should be good. Now, here's one for you. Dustin Rhodes is taking on Kid Cash. Hey. Not bad, right? All right. Should be yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Raven is going to face uh, his new buddy, Eric Watts, I guess. <laughs> that alliance didn't last long. Here's an interesting one. Scott Hall versus that little bitch, Jeff Hardy. Huh. With Roddy Piper as a special guest referee. Pretty they, good, right? What are they doing? I know, should but be, it should be fun. It should be fun. Jeff Hardy uh, and Scott Hall. Yeah, Jeff Hardy versus Scott Hall with Pipe as the special guest referee. Like, just that alone sounds intriguing enough to watch. I hope they they, they fucking smack I think that's bitch. the mystery bag on a pole match I was proposing. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> All right. I think it is. Uh, and we're going to see a triple threat elimination match with hey. uh, DDP, Monty Brown, and Kevin Nash, the big sex. Tag team title match is going to be Team Canada versus America's Most Wanted. We're going to get Ultimate X. Oh. It's going to be Petey, Sabin, and Styles. So that's with the, the belt hanging there. Yes. Over the ring. Over the ring, yes. That's going to be tits. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Knock your, knock your tits in the dirt. And then uh, main event, we got uh, NWA World Heavyweight Championship. We got uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett against Pound. Pound. Just getting a title shot, huh? Getting a title shot, man. Yeah, I'm in. Trim. Like it's it sounds on paper, this sounds like the best card so far. I agree. I'm looking looking forward to it. Yeah, it's not it's uh, not something I was dreading like I was there for about nine months. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good, man. I hope that slap Jeff around like a little bitch, right? right. Get some pounds. Pounds. Dustin Rhodes is there, right? A little Goldie for you. I mean, it's not going to be Goldie, of course, but that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I know he had a he had a face paint gimmick in TNA. I'm not sure if that's what we're going to see, but I mean, it's mu- it's much later. Okay. I don't. Oh, I don't know much, but it is later. I don't forget what the character is that he calls himself at that point. Yeah. Like Black Rain or some shit. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well once again I'm Duke Bags. I want to thank you for joining us here as we cover TNA Turning Point my show 2004. Daddy! What do you want me to do? Slide one in there. Daddy! Am I supposed to slide one in there? What do you want me to do? <laughs> Daddy! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Slide one in there! Oh, yeah! Slide one in there, yeah! What do you want me to do? Slide one in there. Slide one in there. Slide one in there.